0: today's broadcast of Graceful Truth with Pastor Steve Converse.
1: Are you tired of being loved for who you are, what you look like, how you perform? Take it to God. He'll love you right where you're at, and He'll take you where He wants you to be. Has that love been poured out in your heart? Has that love been tipped over? Has it been infused? Have you experienced this kind of love in your life?
0: Welcome to Graceful Truth, the weekly radio program originating from the pulpit teaching ministry of Grace Bible Church, located here in Redwood City, revealing God's grace through God's truth. Like a fine diamond, God's love is multifaceted, showing off its brilliance at every turn and at every look and glance. And today, we continue with the message we began last week, simply entitled, God is Love. We would invite you to join us as we understand this love and all of its glory. Here now with today's broadcast of Graceful Truth, once again, our teacher and pastor, Steve Converse. Well, fourthly,
1: God's love is a saving love. God's love is a saving love. If you don't hear anything else, please hear this this morning. In 1 John 3.16, it reads this, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us 1 John 3:16 that's the highest expression of love ever in the entire world and that is the way that god has displayed that he has demonstrated his love it's an expression of the love of god it's a representation of his love 2 Corinthians 519 says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That eternal God, that gracious God, that unlimited God, that transcendent, sovereign, eternal, powerful, holy God was in Christ. He was in Christ. That's what the incarnation, that's what Christmas is all about. That God was in Christ. He is God, King of kings and Lord of lords. Romans 8.32 says he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We've had a recent increase in new babies in our church. Praise God. Grow this church one way or another. But with those new babies comes the responsibility of that mother. And that baby is totally dependent on that mother, on the milk in her breast for nourishment. And sometimes when you look at a, a mother who's just had a baby, you can tell, boy, they're tired. They may be even weak. They may even look tired. And they're continuing to give nutrition from their body to this little infant that they hold in their arm. What kind of mother would it be that looks at that little infant feeding on the breast and says, you know what? I'm done with this. Go get your own milk. (laughs) I'm too tired. Mother wouldn't do that. A mother constantly... Looks down into those shining eyes of that little infant with happiness and with pride. And they're willing to pour out themselves, all their energies, all that nutrition goes into that little baby. She's laying down her life for that child, literally. And the Word of God says that no greater love has no man than this, that, that a man lays down his life for his friend. The love of God in Christ was him laying down his life for you on Calvary. It's the greatest love of all. For every good love gives to its own. And Christ gave to you. Christ gave His own dear blood for you. Christ gave His soul for you on Calvary. He poured it out as an offering for sin. And the cross is the crowning proof of God's love. The Gospel of John chapter 3, verse 16. We know this well. Ten words of divine revelation. From the very beginning of time to the ending of all time. God so loved the world that He gave His Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Think of that truth. This great God loved us. Who did He love? It says that He loved the world. How did He love? He gave. Well, who did He give? He gave His own Son. Why? That whosoever, that whosoever what? Believeth. And then here's the most important point shall have. Powerful word there, isn't it? Have. In other words, there's no doubt about it. Shall have everlasting life. See, this is a saving love we're talking about. And which is able to save to the uttermost all who come to Him. I pray this morning that this great love, if you would only, my friend, let it be tipped, let it be poured, let the love of God inundate your heart, you would realize how great this love is that God has poured you. And if you doubt that love, if you doubt that God loves you, all you have to do is look at the cross. Look at Calvary. Think of that form hanging on that tree who once was a little baby in a manger who was given for a very strategic purpose, who was sent into the world to be the Savior of this world, and who's one day the blood that flowed through that little baby would later be shed for the sins of the world. What a love. What a saving love. Fifthly, it's an unchanging love, because we serve a God who is unchanging. In John chapter 13, verse 1, it says there, the Lord Jesus, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto what? The end. I mean, there's not a lot of love around like that. There's not a lot of love that will love you no matter what. No matter what the cost. No matter how you turn out. No matter what you do. No matter what you say. It's an unconditional love. It's an unchanging love. This one will love you, it says, unto the end. And that can't even be compared to a human love that we have for one another. Because you know what? It's without passion. There's no fits involved here. He doesn't love you one day and then hate you the next day. As a human love does. His love doesn't go down in the valley and then come up in the peak. I mean, relationships are that way. Sometimes you wonder, you know, well, what are, what are we going to experience today? How is this person going to treat me today? Well, it has no notions. God's love has no notions, it has no fluctuations. It doesn't go up and down, it's consistent, it's unchanging. The Word of God says that His love is as strong as death. says, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. Nothing can separate it from those who have embraced it. That's what Romans says. What shall separate us from the love of God? What will do it? And he goes on and he lists things. We are more than conquerors in that love. Shall death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come, height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. I mean, we are secure in the unchanging love of God. Do you know that unchanging love? Do you? Have you experienced it? Are you tired of being loved for who you are, what you look like? How you perform. Take it to God. He'll love you right where you're at. And He'll take you where He wants you to be. Has that love been poured out in your heart? Has that love been tipped over? Has it been infused? Have you experienced this kind of love in your life? Well, sixthly, it's a disciplining love. It's a disciplining love. Whenever you look in Scripture at the disciplining of children in the Bible, you see that true love disciplines parents who truly love their children discipline their parents they discipline their children they raise them up and they discipline them that's part of raising a child in the admonition of the Lord and we see the same with God that God even those whom he receives it says he disciplines them In Hebrews 12, verses 5 to 6, it says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It's not pleasant. Discipline's never pleasant, but it is profitable. And God disciplines believers To stop them from being conformed and condemned by the world. There are times in our lives when God needs to iron out some wrinkles and creases. That's just the way it is. Oftentimes you you hear mothers who are practicing godly discipline with their their children. And, And sometimes when they're disciplining their children, they'll do it with tears in their eyes. And they're saying, this hurts you more than it It hurts me more than it hurts you. See, God is not some kind of sadistic boss in heaven, but He knows what's best for us. God is not going to bestow happiness upon those who live outside of the realms of His holiness. Let me say that again. Important truth. God will not bestow happiness upon those who live outside the realms of his holiness. And so what's he do? He disciplines us to bring us back into line because God is love. Now some people think when they see those words, God is love, that well, you can do whatever you want. He just said he's going to love you no matter what. Sometimes God steps into our lives and He disciplines us. He wants us to become more conformed to the image of His Son. It's a disciplining love. I mean, do we really believe, Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good to them that love God? Sometimes, beloved, we have to go through heartache. Sometimes we have to go through tribulation. We have to go through trial. And the thing is, often it's because God loves us. He's allowing those things into our lives. And God wants us to be like Him. Well, the last thing, seventh, and finally, that this love of God that we're speaking of is a benevolent love. It's a benevolent love. It's good. I mean, this is remarkable to me that God has bound up His own final happiness in our happiness. I mean, God is self-sufficient. God is sovereign. But the amazing thing about all this is he who was free and is free has chosen to bind his own heart with our happiness forever. Scripture tells us herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. See, he has chosen to bind his own happiness and his own satisfaction in our happiness and in our satisfaction. I mean, he's able to survive without us. He did so before creation, and he's able to survive without us now. But he will always be, and he has chosen so to make us happy To make him happy. That's his choice. George Mueller had a little sign on his desk. And it read this way. It matters to him about you. Simple little phrase. It matters to him about you. It's kind of a paraphrase from 1 Peter 5, 7. He careth for you. Do you know that God cares for you? It matters to him about you. God in his love Brings us into a relationship where we can enjoy Him, where He can do His best, God's best for us. Imagine that. The one who created everything we see around us wants to do His best for us. That's just a blessing. He's doing His best for us. And the other side of the coin is simply this are we doing our best for Him? Are we doing our best for Him? Some people believe that, well, God just loves everybody the same. Well, I don't believe that. I believe the Word of God teaches us, because the Lord Himself said in John 14, 23, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. That's a special kind of love. That's not just a generic love that's just generically thrown out on everybody, that's a love that comes in response to obedience. Our society is just wrecked by fear and anxiety and distress and worry. And you know what? Even those who belong to the Lord sometimes live under the cloud of those things, anxiety and distress and worry. And you know what, as long as we are willing to live in the world and to be satisfied standing, trembling in the arms of chance and this world system, you're going to fear. And I want to leave you with this simple little verse out of 1 John 4.18. It's a great book. If you're new to reading Scripture, I would encourage you to take the book of 1 John, a little epistle in the back of the Bible right before Revelation, and just open it up and just read through it. You can read through it in in less than a half hour. It's a small little book. But read through it. Here's what he says in 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Have you ever seen a little child when they're lost somewhere, Disneyland or a supermarket or something like that? I mean, they, they just go into a frenzy. They, 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 they just turn into a, a panicked little little child. And they're distressed and they're looking around for the mommy and daddy and they can't find them and they're, they're, they're uncertain of their surroundings. They don't know if they're in danger or whatever. And until they're brought back together with their parents, then they take a sigh of relief. Or society is just covered with fear and anxiety and and distress and worry. If you want to continue to live in your sin without Christ, you're going to be fearful one day. And as the Word of God says, fear has torment. I mean, think about it. How many people are tormented with Fear. I mean, the Word of God is 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 right. It's clear as a bell. If you fear, you will be tormented. And the only way, my friend, to deal with your fear is to enter into that secret place of leaning upon the arm of God. Leaning upon the arm of love that He has for you. I mean... It's just a wonderful thing when you come to that point in your life where you're willing to put your faith, your trust in a loving God. In a God who loved you so much He sent His Son to die on a cruel cross in your place. I don't know where you're at this morning in your life. I don't know what's going on in your life, but God does. And if God wants to deliver you from fear that brings torment, he can do it right now. But why do we grumble? Why do we become discontent? Why are we resentful when God takes us down a certain path in life and we feel distrustful or fearful or even depressed at times? Well, maybe our our Christian life is becoming lukewarm, as the Bible describes it. Maybe it's becoming informal. Maybe it's becoming half-hearted. Maybe our, our loyalties are divided. See, that doesn't work with Christ. Why does that happen? Because we're not resting in the love of God. We're not resting in the love of God. Handley Mule was a bishop of Durham. And there was a big disaster in the community, and he went down with his Bible in hand as the man of God that he was and to bring some comfort to these people who had been so bereaved and they were mourning. And he didn't know what he was going to say. He was lost for words. And he opened his Bible, and as he claims, the Lord opened his Bible And at that particular place, in his Bible, he had placed a little bookmark. And on one side of the bookmark, it said, God is love. And on the other side, there was a, just kind of a mass of tangled and and colored threads. And Hanley lifted up that bookmark, and he showed them the side that was just tangled colored threads, all worn out. And he says, this is the disaster in your life. And it doesn't seem like you're going to get through it. You're in the midst of things you can't understand. And he slowly turned that bookmark over. And he said, but behind all of it, there is a loving God. Isn't that true? I don't know what you're going through this morning, but I do know behind whatever it is, there's a God of love there, and He desires you to come to Him, to seek Him out, to seek His forgiveness, to seek His love. Father, we thank You for Your love. We thank You that Your love sent Your own Son to the cross. That You gave to us a gift. Emmanuel, God with us a Savior, sent to save us from sin. And we thank You for Him. And we pray, Lord, that if there's someone here today who has yet to meet Him as their Savior, that they would turn their heart to You. And that they would be gloriously saved. They put their faith, their hope, their trust in the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that you hear this prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, amen.
0: Well, Pastor Steve will return in just a moment to close out today's broadcast. It's our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal His grace to your hearts through the teaching of His Word each week. And we trust that you're currently involved in a Bible-teaching church in your area. If not, we'd love to have you come and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m., and we offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children up to grade 5. If you'd like to encourage us here at Graceful Truth, please give us a call. Our phone number is 650-366-9923. Again, you can reach us at 650-366-9923. Or you can visit us on the web at gracefultruth.org. And when you do, drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. That would encourage us a great deal. Well, as promised now, once again, to close out our time together with a final thought on God is love. Here's Pastor Steve Converse. Well, I
1: trust that this series on the love of God has spoken to your hearts through the power of God's Word. We all have a need to love and to be loved in our lives. God created us that way in His image. And as we've seen over the past two messages here on Graceful Truth, God's love has no equals. Nothing rises to the level of His incredible love for us. I want to encourage you today, if you're presently feeling unwanted, maybe unappreciated, and even unloved, won't you go to the God who is love? Just cry out to him today, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Reveal to me through your spirit and through your word this supernatural love spoken of today. Well, if you've cried out to God from a sincere, repentant heart today, I want you to know that God will answer that prayer. He will reveal himself to you as only he can. If you would like to have more information on how you can experience the love of God in your own heart and life, won't you contact us today? You can give us a call here at Graceful Truth and leave your information. We'll be sure to get back in touch with you, 650-366-9923. That's 650-366-9923. Or you can visit us on the web at gracefultruth.org. That's gracefultruth.org. We're just putting together our website, so please be patient with us. But you can visit it now, and if you'd like to email us or contact us, all the information is there. Well, God bless you, and thanks for listening to another broadcast of Graceful Truth,
0: revealing God's grace through God's truth. Thanks, Steve. And friend, thank you for joining us here today on Graceful Truth. Well, next week, we'll begin a new series entitled Derailing Doubt. We've all suffered with doubt. and I think we all face it from time to time. And it can be debilitating. But God's Word is not silent on the issue, and His love for us is greater than that doubt that you and I experience from time to time. And over the course of the next few weeks, we'll take a look at how we, through God's grace and through His Word, can derail doubt. We hope you'll make it a point to join us. Again, if you would like to contact us for a copy of today's program, maybe you have a question, comment about the broadcast, a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. Take a moment, won't you? Call us at 650 366 9923 that's 650 366 9923. Or simply visit us on the web at gracefultruth.org, and you can drop us an email there as well. A lot of insight and information about us and who we are, and how we might be mutually encouraged by one another as we walk together in Christ's grace. We trust you'll have a blessed week, and we look forward to again seeing you next week at this time when we again begin our series called Derailing Down. Until then, God bless.